yeah, I mean that's uh that's pretty much pretty much what Mike always wants to do is just get it over with as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. He hates this hour he spends with us, Todd. Did you know that he hates this hour? Oh, yeah. oh whoa, 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 whoa! Let's let's take a step back here. When in the last several weeks has this been just an hour? I try to keep it to an hour. I try so to keep it trimmed yeah. down. And then every time when we get to that last little part of the episode, Todd's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me talk about this completely unrelated <laughs> thing for 30 more minutes at least. Right. And I'm fine with it because it's usually like, you know, a, a decent conversation or at least a conversation that, that paints Todd as a villain. So, like, <laughs> you know, he's the villain of the show, I guess. Um, but, yeah, blame it on Todd, Mike. It's not me. <laughs> I, I stick to the fucking... What I'm trying to do here is keep it, you know, keep a nice little even Brand's ride. Like, so anyway, uh, you know, I really enjoyed. It's like, oh, by the way, I bought some new Star Wars socks. And Todd's just like, okay, first of all, Star Wars sucks. And let me tell you why in the next 45 well, minutes. Let me talk about Pokemon and how bad that is. But, <laughs> yes. Then, no, th- yeah. see, that, that's more accurate. Like, it's, <laughs> oh, hey, I bought these new Star Wars socks. And Todd's like, Pokemon Sword is garbage. <laughs> I'm like, uh, he's like, Thanos was the worst villain. I'm like, all right, now we're on the MCU again? No, no, I was going to say, uh, no, they, uh, what did they do? They, uh, they had to write themselves out of a whole time travel. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Anyways, so uh, speaking of new socks, I didn't buy new socks, but I did just buy two new pairs of basketball shorts. I need to buy a bunch of new clothes because I've lost so much weight, but I don't want to buy clothes because I can't try shit on. Is that, that like, sucks. you know that what I mean? Suck. Like, is that not, is that a thing that either of you have to deal with right now? Like buying any new clothes? I don't ever buy clothes, but I, I usually do like to try them on before I buy them. So yeah, I uh, bought a pair of basketball shorts the other day and uh, they looked a little big, but they worked out. I mean, I typically end up for the most part, the things I buy just fix. I'm pretty, pretty liberal with the whole, like, I don't know. I think I'm a medium and I've got like a loose understanding of what my pant size is there have been a handful yeah. of times where like something clearly doesn't fit and i've made zero effort to return it i bought a shirt offline and i was like can i fit into a small uh because i i never bought anything from the site before and technically yes i can put the shirt on but it is it is literally claustrophobic both putting it on and taking it off to the point where like i'm scared to ever try it on again Jeez, yeah i don't, I don't know why you buy a small like that's, because that's they didn't, aggressive. they didn't. It it was a shirt. I um, oh shit. How far are you? And it was a persona shirt. Um, and they just didn't have it in a medium. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess for you, small medium is not a huge jump. Small, but... yeah. There's oh, there wow. are a handful of times where I could put on a small. Like I, I definitely wouldn't just like wear it by itself. It would probably be like layered of some sort. But yeah. I can I can put it on. This shirt was like. No, this is like th- th- there is a distinct possibility if I ever try putting it on again, you will find my corpse rotting with it like halfway <laughs> over my head. <laughs> you'd be you'd be like a dead NPC in a game that like the main character walked by and be like, how did he fit into that shirt? Like that would be the one dialogue line that the like the main character is like forced to say when he like investigates your corpse. No, what will happen is um, there'll be a computer screen open next to me and it will have like a Twitter feed and like, you, could, you could optionally walk by and press like, you know, the action button to like read what's on the screen and it's like a Twitter feed and it's me saying, I think the shirt is too small. And that's, that's it. Shit, Mike over here with the fucking visual storytelling. Mike, you could be a fucking level designer over there. I could. All this world building. Uh, yeah. the, 
the problem for me specifically is like not only do I not like buying clothes online that I don't try on, but because I've lost so much weight, it's like it's not like I'm buying clothes that like, oh, like I'm usually this size. It's like I have no fucking idea what size I am on certain stuff now because I like when I bought new jeans, four packs, I was down. I forget how much I was down when packs started. I can actually I can look it up. What was, what was packs the last week of February, right? Yes. So last week of February, I was down to 215. So I don't know, like, I'm going to do 27-ish pounds. Where are you at now? What am I at now? Now I, so I was at 27, I was down 27 pounds for packs, and I bought a new pair of jeans that were smaller because I was like, perfect, I need jeans that fit me. Those jeans now are super loose because I've basically lost another 27 pounds pretty much wait so uh, how much you weigh now uh so i i'm more now in just a maintaining thing i still work out every day but i was trying to get down to basically 190 it was like oh if i get to 190 like i'll be cool there i started the year at 242 but i pushed it a little bit more and now i'm basically i'm between 180 and 190 and that's where i want to stay because i oh, feel like I, if i, I, I go probably too weigh low, more than you right now if I go too low, I'm gonna be a fucking corpse-looking motherfucker. Um, Jen, Jen already thinks I look dead. She's like, "You look, you look like you're a prisoner. Like you're like anytime she takes a picture, she's like, you look looks like I'm holding you hostage and not feeding you.' I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't actually look that bad. I just like am a lot skinnier than I was. Like the next time that you guys ever see me in person, whenever that is, it's gonna be weird. I mean, I don't know if you have the video turn on right now, but I have fucking bangs right now. Like I just, I'm a different person right now. Yo, shave your head in this. I, I don't know. I, you... It's the the heat's so bad. The last two days, I'm like, uh, can I keep growing this? Can I keep fucking doing it? Um, I told the man, I don't think I'm ever gonna grow my hair out again. To be honest with you, probably just yeah. for the rest of my life. I mean, I love shaving my head. That's how I, I always rock my hair. I mean, both of you know that. But I, because of I've just been growing it out in quarantine, I know that once I do shave it, I will never let it grow again. So I'm like, I just want to see how long I can get through this because when it gets cut. Like, when I cut it, it's not, I'm not doing this again. Um, but the reason I brought that up is because uh, I bought two new pairs of basketball shorts, which I was super nervous to do because I have, like, I have a few pairs of Nike basketball shorts that I've had for, like, legitimately because I, I was going through old pictures this week, and I, like, saw pictures of me and Mike from, like, a PAX or a Anime Boston or something from, like, legitimately, like, 10 years ago, and... I was wearing the same basketball shorts that I was wearing like on Thursday. And I was like, so I've had these shorts for like 10 fucking years at least. And they still are great shorts. I'm just skinny now. Um, So I was like, I want to make sure I get shorts that like fit me, but are also fucking durable. So I, these fucking Nike shorts are like $50 a piece. I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, So they better last a long time. Um, But I mean, they're pretty comfortable. They feel, they feel pretty great. Anyways, I don't know why we're talking about clothes still. Mm. Welcome everyone. To the Past Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in video games and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Sunday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Sear. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Another scorcher. It is a, it is a scorcher. Uh, I, I know, I'm not going to ask because I know you have it installed, but is the AC keeping up with the heat or no? Uh, it's, it's very weird. 
It is. It's very weird. Is it in it, your upstairs or is it in your office? It's upstairs in the attic. Okay. Do you uh, have an AC also in your office or no? No. Oof. No. And the AC in the attic, I there's a lot of things about that whole situation that aren't particularly ideal. Yeah. So it's it's like a hit or miss if it's if it's actually chilly up there. Yeah. Sometimes I walk in and I'm like, wow, it feels pretty cold in here. And other times I'll be sitting in there. I'm like, is this, is it working? Did I break it? But to be fair, the door in that room does not close. And also I don't, I don't know if it's my window or if I just did something wrong, but the AC itself is not like fixed into the window. Like I have not used the hardware to screw it in or anything. It's, it's, it's hanging on by a hope and a prayer. See, I don't ever screw in ACs. Todd, you, I mean, you don't have to do a window in your current place, but I, I know what, back in Salem, like Amanda has a picture of me and you installing an AC in your Salem apartment for some reason. Do you remember so, that? Yeah, because I it was remember, like, like spitting water like, directly behind us. Yeah, no, yeah. it was like, yeah, yeah. Did you screw it into the window or the wall I or anything? I think we did because it was a heavy AC and that was an older house and we were like nervous about like just like for like ripping through or something so we're like so, oh, i'm gonna screw it in just so it. the one the one time that i screwed an ac into a window and it was in an old apartment so it doesn't matter and, and the, that person there's no fucking way they know anything about me or this podcast so i don't care but the last time i screwed an ac into a window it fucking like immediately cracked the window across and i was like uh okay i'm not gonna <laughs> put any more like that um <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I don't I don't screw in ACs, but I have my like pretty secure in there. I mean, granted we're also on the first floor, so if it does fall, I mean the AC will probably break, but it's not going to break anything else, uh, unless there happens to be someone underneath it for some reason. Which again, I, I just happen. always picture Happy Gilmore when the AC falls out the window and lands on like the old lady at the nursing home. <laughs> uh, so I, that actually does remind me when we first moved to this place in Salem. The remember that fucking crazy lady that lived upstairs, like the really really fucking bad person that lives the fir- up there the first lady yes yeah mm-hmm. uh she put an ac in her window and did not put it in properly she had it leaning forward so it was leaking inside her apartment oh, and instead of thinking right. like oh this is a problem or this isn't installed right they just put a towel underneath it so not only did they ruin the floor up there but it also ruined the ceiling in the living room here Oof. in my apartment um and then uh, one day, she legitimately, like, I don't know what she did. It fucking fell out of the window and smashed in the front yard. <laughs> I was like, what if I was fucking standing there? Like, what right. the, that would have, like, that would legitimately kill you. Like, that, that, you don't live from that. That's, like, yes. permanent brain damage. Um, yikes. I don't know. Air conditioners. Rounding us out on this Sunday evening is the former... Actually, the the returned Overwatch fiend, Mister Bang Bang Shoot 'em Up, Todd Gary. Todd, how how you doing? How you doing tonight? Living the dream, starting vacation today. Oh boy! Oh, your your AC, if I remember correctly, in your current place is is good. It's like keeps that place fucking. Yeah, hot. we get, well, we have one in our living room and one in the bedroom. We have like two industrial, so it's like I set it to sixty. So our, I think the living room's like sixty two right now, and the bedroom's like sixty four. Yeah, and Amanda, and Amanda's like, I'm freezing, Todd. As she's like breastfeeding, I'm like, I don't care, Amanda. <laughs> and I just like roll over. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mike, Todd's apart. Todd's place is like, you go in there and it's like you can see your breath. Like it's, <laughs> it's fucking ninety degrees outside. You go inside, you have to bring a fucking sweater to go in Todd's house. I want. I took Liam for a walk today, and I was like very like hesitant about doing it because like we go on like quote unquote adventure walks. It's basically just boss battles in Mario. 
like each place we go to, he's like, this is the sand level when we walked outside because it was so hot and everything. But um, when yeah, you get I, back I to him. your place. Does he say, oh, this is the ice level? Because no, we should though. <laughs> but I, it was we got we were out for a little bit, and I'm like, I can barely breathe right now. I was like, I don't know if this is a good idea. So it wasn't a long walk or anything, but I'm like, all right, buddy, let's let's go back. You know, and yeah. just like immediately turn around. So it's funny because your place is so cold. You go outside, it's so hot. Are you like that? I feel like that would make me feel sick. Like I wouldn't. That's I would why be, Todd's like, sneezing right now. You, dude, you might, cold. dude, like no joke. Like I, I either have severe, severe allergies right now that nothing is working to alleviate them. Like right now, I have a breathe right strip on. I've used Afrin. I just took Advil, Sudafed. I like literally can't breathe out of my nose, and I'm. I'm almost wondering if that's probably the problem. It's like, probably the AC. Honestly, like, that's why, like, I kind of, I'm not anti-AC because it's fucking hot as balls and I hate being hot. But I, like, I hate, I hate the feeling that, like, sleeping in an AC gives me because I usually wake up, like, kind of garbage. Oh, so I love that feeling. But, like, the AC, the way we moved our beds with the, since we put the crib in there for Logan, yeah. is, like, the, like, if you picture an AC where it is on the wall, I'm laying directly next to it. It's like literally blowing on me in the bed. Yeah. AC talk it is fucking hot. If you can't tell by our conversation for the last, I don't know, few minutes. This episode of the Past Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. That was the, might might have been the worst segue I have ever like oh, said on the show. I don't <laughs> know what that was. I like zoned out for a second. Um, if you are in the North Shore area of Massachusetts on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you want yourself some delicious treats on Fridays from 4 to 10, from Saturdays from 2 to 10, and Sundays from 2 to 9, you can head on down to 1 Washington Square and get yourself some delicious fatties. If you're looking for that sweet fix, that savory fix, that spicy fix in the morning on Sundays, they got you covered. 8 to 2, you can head on down and get yourself some chubbies or uh, cinnamon buns. Mike, have you had Good Morning Chubby in a while? Uh, I might have had I might have had it like last weekend or the weekend before that oh, did you get a coffee get that they got that dream cream back um i don't i don't get coffee with cream because i still have the fun fatty cream in my fridge i haven't used it for anything except for when i order coffee gotcha gotcha uh i uh, i we got good morning chubby delivered this morning because we haven't had it in forever and it was fucking hit the spot like hey mm. do you do you get cinnamon buns when you get them or no no so we got a cinnamon bun today as well, and it fucking was very, very. It was like a, it was like a Mike style cinnamon bun. It was very, uh, not moist, but like, it was. You know what I mean? It's the way you like them. They were not dry. It was like wet, mm-hmm. yeah, and gooey, wet and gooey. Yeah. That's the way Mike likes it. Anyways, uh, check them out on social media at Goodnight Fatty and at Good Morning Chubby. Educate yourself on these tasty treats, and make sure you stay obviously during a pandemic, during the you know what's going on. Things change, you know, and can change. So check them out on social media to, at the very least, at the bare minimum, update yourself on their current operating hours and how they're doing business. Because you can go there, you can get them delivered, um, but definitely support local businesses during this time. And if you do head down, let them know past the controller sent you. Um, before we roll into some of tonight's topics, I do want to say, so the other night I could not sleep like really bad. I was like fucking... I don't know if I was depressed. I don't know what was going on. I was just like not feeling it. I was just wait. Was out that of the it. night you called me and asked me to like sing to you softly? <laughs> <laughs> wait, what's different from every other night? I do that every night. Um, I it was like Friday night or Thursday night. I can't remember. I just I it must have been Thursday night. I could not sleep at all, 
And at like three o'clock in the morning, I was still awake. I heard, I heard, uh, like some noises. Like it sounded like someone was opening the trash barrel. I'm like, who the fuck is opening the trash barrel outside at three o'clock in the morning? So I like, I had my window open a little bit because it was cooler out, so we didn't have the AC on that night. And uh, I like looked out and I saw like a black shadow over the neighbor's trash. And I was like, the fuck, who is over there right now? And I'm like watching through the window, just watching. And all of a sudden, I just see a fucking head stand up and turn towards me. And you just see two giant ears pop up. This raccoon had to have been the size of like, uh, like Liam, if not bigger. Like it was fucking humongous, Todd. It was huge. Uh, like good. He, yeah clearly and he was just opening the barrel like he was standing on top of one and opening the other like fuck with me what do you want to do like this this guy <laughs> gave no fucks it was insane um anyways yeah that was my raccoon story that was That's my t- my tanuki story i don't know i would expect mike to get a little more excited about that one or something i mean cool i mean as soon as it started i'm like all right who would be going through the trash at three o'clock in the morning, probably a raccoon, but let's see where the story goes. Maybe he's got something else up his sleeve. Yeah. See, I my, known, you're wearing a tank top. You're I not figured it was like a homeless no dude sleep. looking for cans or something. Yeah, that's what I, I assumed it was like someone like rummaging for cans or or like some other nonsense. I, like my first thought wasn't, no, is there a fucking rambunctious raccoon out here? Like, no, that's not my first thought. Pennywise um, just turns around, you hear the. It, yeah, my brain, it's three o'clock in the morning, three thirty in the morning. My brain goes to like, is there a murderer outside? What the fuck's going on? And you're on the first floor, so you're right there. Exactly. Even though I should have probably thought it could have been a raccoon because I have had the same raccoon do this to my trash one time. And I I like couldn't see it out my window. And I was like, what the fuck is out there? And I went out into my hallway and like turn on the outside light. And there were two of them staring at me. They were the size of people. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm not going out there. Fuck this. And I went back to bed. I have pictures of my phone somewhere. Anyways, what uh, I know what Todd is playing. I know what I'm playing. So before we get into those specific games, Mike, you playing anything this week? You got anything new going on or same old, same old jaunts? Uh, yeah, same old, uh, whatever that was, I guess. Yeah, you jaunts isn't like a little, little, like, you know, the games you're skipping through, you know, yeah, okay, you I know? suppose. You know, like a jaunt, like, you know, gal- no, 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 I, I get what you're okay, saying. Right. Yeah. What, what, are you, that? what are you currently working through right now? Nothing. I don't have any more. I don't have games to play. Or I do have games to play, and I don't play them. Yeah, but I, like last week you pl- you were playing like five different games, and I was like, that's a lot of games for Mike. Nothing's keeping your attention. You're not really hopping into anything. I've got nothing to. I mean, I don't really feel compelled to play through any of them. Fair enough. So I what, think what I, I I think I I think I turned on Persona just to because it's um, a game of the fucking century. Because I. I turned on my PlayStation, and you were like, oh, Michael, you must have platinumed that game, blah, 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 blah. I was like, no, I don't do that much in the game. But compared to Persona, like, original, there's not a lot of trophies in this game. Like, a lot of them are really easy to get. So I think, theoretically, I could platinum that game. I couldn't platinum um, vanilla, I don't think. I think there was a bunch of weird shit in that game. Yeah. Um, I think I remember reading or hearing someone say that the platinum trophy in Royal is easier um than vanilla but i don't know i don't i don't like dive into playstation trophies like that yeah i think i'm i think there's like five there wasn't a lot of trophies that i was missing so in theory i could probably pull it off you think you're gonna go and do it banging out 
I, I don't know. I already beat in in the the three or four hours I played it. I already beat Kamashita. Jesus. So this is what playthrough for you? This is just the second. Oh, oh, second of Royal. Royal. But you've also played through Vanilla one and a half. Yeah, I, I basically stopped Vanilla right before the last palace. Todd, you see this shit right now? Mike's on his basically fourth playthrough of Persona. Crazy. And Todd has played it's, like five minutes of it, and I'm I'm a third of the way through the game. It's like I, I switched to hard, but for that first palace, as soon as I'm like allowed to both get my old Persona back and equip all of this stuff I had at the end of the game, it was basically mm-hmm. just me shooting things until they died. Jeez. Persona's awesome, but I don't think it's a game for me. I, there's too much going on in it for me. I could, where, I could like, see that. I could see that for you personally. Yeah. Where it's not that it's a bad thing that there's too much going on, but at the same time, anytime I think of jumping back into it, I'm like, fuck, I gotta like, there's a lot going on in that game that I gotta fucking remember and pay attention to, and like, you know, like just the everyday like walking around stuff, and yeah, it's overwhelming. I think. I, I think some of that gets streamlined though once you get to like. Probably. The I'm, second I'm third palace. Like, I'm like, I mean, Mike I would know I better like than me. Ten but... hours, and I'm like. At, still in the first palace. Yeah, I yeah, mean that's not that's the the begin the, the beginning of the game though is like like they it's teaching you and showing you a lot. So it's like the yeah. first couple palaces are are a little bit longer, Mike. Right. Um, the first thing is that's like the fourth time I went through Kamoshito's palace. Um, his is definitely his definitely feels like the longest because like until you unlock Anne like. It's basically like, okay, you have to go back, and Morgana's showing you this and that. Once you get in, like, you're allowed to kind of roam around as you please. Yeah. It's a lot easier. And then there's also, like, the other things, like, it's a pain in the ass when you have to actually walk to locations, especially when it's confusing to figure out where they are. Once you've been to a place once, you can quick travel to it. So, like, normally I would just be like, all right, I need to go here, open up the map, quick travel there. But getting to them the first time is a hassle yeah that's why i think so, some of the stuff definitely gets more streamlined talk because like, like mike just said I, i'm at the point now where like i uh i'm like zipping around more i'm just kind of yeah. like oh i gotta go do this so i just hope in the map and fast travel and stuff like that i'm not like spending too much time walking around or at least only walking around in the place that i fast travel to to do whatever i need to do um but other than that we've been uh i don't know we've been kind of dipping a little bit heavily into overwatch lately I don't know. Unfortunately. Well, you say that though, Mike, but is it is it begrudgingly? Because I mean, like you watched the Overwatch League, you know, yesterday. You know, you're still keeping up with that. I when I say I watch it, and I don't think I've ever. Well, I probably said I watch it. Like it's really more like you texted me yesterday and said you were watching the Overwatch League. Um, I said I had it on. Well, we're lucky though, because confused. we have Boston Uprising to watch, so it's like <laughs> you know we get the best of the. Yeah, I, I like. I just put that laugh react every time they post those laughs on Facebook. Every time I just gotta give that little laugh react. Like, next time, boys, we'll get them. We'll get yeah. them next time. Our team like, is, no, you won't. has never been good. Yeah, we, we've had good players come through. We still have good players. We just we're we're uh we're an underdog team. You know, we're not we're not we're, this. I don't know. We're disorganized. Like I I did I did sort of watch the game that we had tonight and. We were doing fairly well on on Brennan's favorite stage, Hanamura, 
Uh, I never said it was my favorite stage. My two Brendan, favorite stages are Lijong Tower and uh, Ilios Pizza. So Brendan loves Hanamura. I would anyway. probably put I would probably put Nepal as my third favorite map. Anyway, Brendan is Brendan's being modest here because he doesn't want to brag about his undefeated streak on Hanamura. <laughs> <I never laughs> undefeated, Mike. Hold on, Mike, and I will prove this fucking point to you right now. We went on a seven and one binge the other night we won seven mm-hmm. lost one match we definitely mm-hmm. should have lost more matches we definitely mm-hmm. eked some out somehow and one yep. of those matches was an unrealistic comeback on hanamura was it yeah not? see it was see, completely that's, not that's it should it's not have ended happened. he is like i told you guys we cannot be stopped on hanamura he said <laughs> i am tom cruise in the last samurai this is our stage and i was like brennan that's like, first of all neither <laughs> of us have seen that film why would you make that reference and he was just like boom or some other Tom Cruise sound. It was very odd. Mike, but seriously, though, like of all the matches we played that night, that Hanamura match made no fucking sense. We should not it, have won that match. It, 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 we shouldn't have. And I was upset that we won because then you're just like, see, I told you, we can't be stopped on Hanamura. I was like, Brendan, don't. This was a fluke. He's like, no, we have been blessed by the gods. We cannot be, we cannot be stopped here. Um, but anyway, we, we remind me if I'm incorrect. On that map, we started on defense and we got fucking rolled. Like they like they like took the point and had like three or four minutes for overtime. Uh, made it that far. We we started on defense and we got fucking demolished. And I'm pretty sure they had like three and a half minutes or four minutes. Then on offense, we couldn't take the first point. The last, like, 30 seconds, Todd was diva, I think. We made a push through. We made a play. I was Mercy. Everyone was dead but Todd. I got back to the point, kept Todd alive, t- kept someone else alive, and we somehow took the point. Yeah, it was nuts. And then we got, like, an additional 30 seconds or something, and we're, we're able to just fucking rush in and take the point. Is, is that not uh, what happened? And we, like, we we went into overtime with, like, like a minute and a half and up to their three and a half minutes and on overtime we fucking took everything again i honestly don't remember it that well i just know that broad strokes yes we when going into like the second uh playthrough the second round of it basically where we both had to attack and defend we were at a we were at a time deficit i remember that much by by a healthy margin and it was also the situation where like we we all the three of us openly said multiple times in our attack phase in the first half of the game like oh we're definitely gonna lose this match like there's no fucking way we're gonna come like do this and and somehow not only took the first point but then immediately took the second point i don't i don't know how um what were you gonna say about overwatch league or something um yeah i was i did have it on and i i did catch part of boston's and what ended up happening was we did fairly well on defense i think we we held the first point. I think they only got two ticks, mm. and then the second we managed to blow it on a. I think they were they were doing a pretty decent hold, or no, yeah, we were on attack, and we just couldn't we couldn't seal the deal. We got really close, but somehow it like yeah, you know. and that's it, what's it, unfortunate about like the scores at the end because like it, it all it matters a like, certain you, picture. It paints its own vision. Like yeah. a lot of a lot that's, of the scores when you look at them after, it's a lot of three O's. Yeah, and that's the thing, Todd. Is like a lot of the time, Mike's right. Like it's a three O on us losing or Boston losing, but like Boston's actually really good. They just like they can't fucking 
seal the deal. They can't no, fit like terrible. they can't. They're they, fucking terrible. You don't watch the matches, but Mike's right. It's, it's usually like huge... us just not being able to get the last point or push the payload. Don't over they the have final the same hump. coach they've had for like three years? Don't you think they like uh, is it still to get rid of that dude? I haven't heard that it changed. Yeah, I, the main coach is still the same, Huck. Uh, I know that some of the uh, like the like assistant coaches have switched over over the time, and obviously our players have changed pretty dramatically what, over. The, what we need is we need Robert Kraft to bring him to that fucking massage parlor he went to, and oh, these guys will probably fucking start winning like crazy. Anyways, I don't know if that's what it is. Uh, <laughs> we have we ha- like we have like decent players most of the time too. Like we you know we don't have. You know any any of the all stars that you know get picked for like New York and London and stuff, but we like you know first season we had Gamzu and like Gamzu still does pretty well. Mike, am I wrong? Uh, I think so, but he's on the fuel now. I think, and I think fuel. I mean, fuel does better than Boston, but yeah, they're not like a. I don't think they're like a top tier team or anything. Yeah, I haven't looked at the standings for this current season. I've kind of not fallen off, but like I'm not keeping up with it as much as I was the past two seasons. Um. But yeah, I mean, we, you know, Fusions is probably our star player if if there had to be one. Uh, yeah, I would guess he might be like the shot caller at the very least. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's our problem. I mean, Boston seems to rally around like a main tank as their like lead player, where like you know teams like you know or you know players that have like I feel like the players that usually get MVP are usually uh. DPS? Maybe, uh, not, not necessarily. Yada. No, Zarya's and Yada. Zarya's and Yada. Like, Joe Knack on New York XL, I think, would, you know, pretty often get it because he, he was a dirty Zenyatta. Yeah. Um, That's still probably one of the one of the best skins in the game. Yeah. I hope they I hope they bring it back at some point for people to buy because I would love to buy it. I did not buy it. Um, But we should get off of Overwatch because we're wasting a lot of time on Overwatch today. So the other things that i know todd and i are playing unless todd is there anything else you're playing that you want to mention or we just want to go right into ghost and paper mario no, i can just go into those games so let's i guess let's start with paper mario because i think that's what you've played the least of probably yeah okay so let's let's start with paper mario uh and then we'll go into ghosts um so i mean i guess before we get into either of them mike either of these games tickle your fancy i i don't know you're not really a paper mario person right nope so it's probably not something. Is Ghost something you think that you'll you'd be interested in or like look into getting or no? Nope. I I think maybe not. Maybe Ghost is too open for Mike. I don't know. I, I I'm Listen, still. I've been hearing it compared to Breath of the Wild. I'm like, all right. So then let me just play Breath of the Wild. You should definitely just play Breath of the Wild because I think if you had to compare the two, which I don't think it's a fair comparison, I would say Breath of the Wild is a better game for sure. No but... way. Absolutely not. Are you fucking kidding me, Todd? Nope. That's what really you really think. You really think Ghost is a no, better I have game no than idea. I haven't Breath played of the Wild. There's not a chance. Breath of the Wild is one of the best games ever made. Ghost of well, Tsushima is not. It's so different, and like, yeah, I don't different. think the combat's anything special in Zelda. But I also know that it's nuts, and you can do some absolutely nuts things. But those are stuff that I would I would never do. So like for me, why Breath of the Wild is so fucking good is just like the exploration and like just you know There's like no kind of like. Match. No yeah, like you gotta, gotta, you just do it yourself, kind of thing, and like you can just fucking like 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 my playthrough is a perfect example of. I did one divine beast, and the rest of the time I just fucking am searching for those uh, those those rooms, and just like like I spent ninety hours in a game that I didn't even touch any of the story points, basically. Yeah. 
Um, but, uh, but I'm all about like this, this the combat in this game, man. It's uh. Okay, let's I just mean, go we'll with ghosts. We're already talking about ghosts. Let's just start with ghosts. Yeah, yeah, It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Uh, we're gonna talk about both games. It doesn't matter. So yeah, Ghosts of Tsushima. <laughs> Uh, Ghost of Tsushima and Paper Mario both dropped this week. Todd and I are playing both of them right now. Um, it, it's hard for me because I'm liking both of them a lot, so I'm back and forth between the two um, of like who's getting my time because my time is limited. But uh, speaking of, of Ghost so far, what, what are your initial impressions, Todd? Like, what are you liking? What are you hating? Uh, well, I know when we like first talked about it, we were like, the, I thought the opening was straight garbage. I was like, oh man, I don't know, but the camera felt floaty. Um, yeah, when like you're opening, when, when you first are moving Jin right on the beach. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. It, I, it did not feel right. That is why when I text you, I was like, please tell me this game gets better. Like, please tell me the controls <laughs> get better because it felt horrible. It, it felt really bad. I don't know what they were thinking with that introduction to the game. Like, not so much the story, but the like story just the, way that, the story was fine. The story was fine. But it's because I I, re, I I obviously replayed it the other day because I had to. But yeah, explain um, that situation too, because I mean that's I mean I would I would honestly put that as like. You know, obviously it's a case by case situation, but that that's like a terrible thing that, you know, for a lot of people, like for me, if what happened to you happened to me, there's not a chance I would play this game again. Like not a I chance. Would see, like if it happened to me again, even with as far as I am, I would gladly die back how much I like the game. I can't. Um, I can't. Do it. I can't do it. Yeah. But so I played about five hours. First day I had it. Um, I woke up yesterday and turned it on, hit continue. And it just kept on loading to this black screen. Um, Did you hear about this, Mike? You know what Todd's talking about? Uh, I, don't know I, I think I, I think I opened up a Twitter thing once, and I saw that Todd oh, said okay. something. Yeah, and so it was, and then but I could hear birds chirping, I could hear characters talking, and I'm like, what is going on? Is this going to load in? So I shut it out, went into a different save, same thing happened. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I ended up restarting, hard resetting the PlayStation. That didn't work. I uh, ended up deleting the the saved game on my on my system and then re-downloading it. So after I re-downloaded it, which it was fully updated and everything, I go to continue and then I get like this new message again, like it was trying to load my save, and it took another hour and like twenty minutes for it to like reload the save or whatever. I'm like, oh, maybe it's like recovering it. This is great. And then it comes back on. It didn't. So I basically had to start over. And I there's several other people that I've seen online because I posted some things just to see if anyone else has been dealing with it. Yeah. That Which again, obviously like, you know, it's happening to people, but it's not like a, I mean, I, I don't know. There's not, I guess there's not enough information to know if it's a widespread thing or not, or if it's like a very specific thing that happened in the game that caused the save to crash. But yeah, I read that one type dude of that stuff was like 20 terrible. hours into it and it happened. I, I would stop playing. I mean, I, I, I said it to you on the on the phone when you were telling me about it, but like this happened to me with Outer Worlds and I was excited to play Outer Worlds and then it happened to me. I was I don't know, I was a few hours in at least. But I was like I was I was far enough in where I was like, Okay, I'm not playing this game again because this is fucking dumb. I'm not restarting right. the game. I just I didn't care enough. Uh, and I thought that game was great. I just that is the reason why I, I will probably never play that game again, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you on the intro to the game. I think the intro to the game, outside of the story, the story's fine, cutscenes are fine, um, but the gameplay is is kind of weak. And honestly, especially the combat, the way the combat opens up, really not that far into the game, it's it, it's it's a weird choice to open it up so stiff 
because yes, uh, I could see it turning people off quickly because it, it kind of it didn't hook me right away to the point where I was like, maybe I'm just going to go play Paper Mario and lay down instead. Um, you know, but thankfully I, I buckled down and kind of pushed well, myself through. When you texted through. me that about the controls, I'm like, no, I remember like a few minutes later, I'm like, I'll do tough it out. It gets so much better. You know, yeah. like it was like. Um, but that being said, I, I will say like the combat's still not like this amazing or groundbreaking thing, but it is definitely fun and and kind of flashy. Um, it's not so it's too like, difficult. It's, it's it's almost Arkham-y almost. It's like it's like a combination of like what they did in Sekiro, where like you got to get that perfect perfect parry or whatever. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know, like and uh, it, it feels like Arkham sometimes. And like I haven't even gotten half of the. I was like looking through like the weapons you can get and everything, and I'm like, oh yeah. man, like incorporating all this in the combat is gonna be nuts once you can so, actually do all that. So, do you like the way the combat flows in regards to like who you're targeting? Because I feel like, I feel like often I am targeting nobody or targeting the wrong person when I'm trying to target a specific person. Does that happen to had, you? So I haven't had too many issues with it. I'm actually surprised they don't have a lock on button, but I'm kind of glad they don't in some ways because I've. I've already gotten used to it, so it's unlike it was does something Ar- I noticed. Does at the Arkham beginning. have a lock on button? No, but Arkham like you get you're, you're basically bouncing around like a madman in Arkham. Yeah. Where like in this game, this is like, a lot slower. I mean, not yeah. slower, but it's more like like it, it's paced a specific way because it's like samurai duels. Yes. Yeah. Um. The the regular combat is fine. I don't really care for like the stealth too much or like stealth kills. I don't really do that. I, I just don't. I don't know. It. it the stealth's fine, but it, like it, it's, it's just not like, good. It's not good. It's really not. It's, like I, I'm not gonna play this game as a stealth game because it's not a stealth game. No, uh, well, and the problem is, it, it's it's after playing Last of Us Two, the mechanics of like their stealth in that game was really good. Whereas yeah. like you go to a game like this, the me- it's it's basically like playing a game from like 12 years ago where like oh they saw me, nope, I'm gonna run backwards. They didn't see me anymore. Yeah, you know, like, it's and, not, that, it's like, and that's the thing. Like there was one side mission that I did uh, last night where you you're like walking this you have to like accompany this like healer to some river so you can get like supplies or something and there was probably like 15 or 20 enemies you had to kill when you got there and it was this big field so literally like i would just run up you know get into a fight and then if i got overwhelmed i would just start running in the opposite direction and then duck in the flowers and they'd all lose me right away i'm like you know it's working because i don't mind dying anymore but right like it's also like i mean this is just it's not like necessarily fun. It, it's just no. It's like a dumbed down like yeah. Uh, like yeah. It's 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 the I think it's the weakest part of the game. But I mean, I don't I don't know how far. I mean, I haven't really had to do. I, you can do stealth if you want, but I haven't really fucked around with it that much. But I haven't gotten like half of the items you can even get yet. So it's like yeah, yeah. I I I will most likely unless the mission you're on forces you to be in like quiet and and stealthily. I'm probably not really playing it stealthily because not only that. I like like one of my favorite things about the game. So Mike, when you run up to an enemy encounter, if you if you get to them before they like are alerted that you're there, you can like basically walk up and signal a standoff and you walk up to the group of people or like the camp or the fort or whatever and you're like send me your 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 best fighter and like one person comes off and like challenges you to a fucking duel. And uh, I don't know. I love doing that. Like that's like no, one awesome, of my favorite you, like, things. You hold down triangle and wait for them to approach you, and then you just slow mo like fucking slice them. It, yeah, then... it's 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 basically like you. If you attack first, I'm pretty sure you never hit. You always get hit if you attack first. So you yeah. wait for them to attack you. But sometimes they'll try to fake you out or whatever, or like flinch a little bit so that you 
you let go of triangle. But as soon as they go to attack you, you release triangle and you just slice them in half. And it's very satisfying. The the blade sounds and like the way the blade feels when you're hitting people, it sounds so good. Like it, it feels like like being a samurai basically, yeah. you know, it sounds stupid, but uh, really feel like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the regular combat's fine or whatever. I think the combat shines the best when you're in like those one-on-one like boss type battles. Yeah. Where like the camera kind of change, like the angle of the camera changes. It's, I, I haven't watched really any like samurai movies or like uh, Akira Kur- Kurosawa uh, films. Like I, I can like get what they're trying to do with the cinematography in the game and what they're trying to mimic and what they're trying to like pay homage to. Um, but it feels so good when you're in those one-on-one like boss battles. Cause I, I actually meant to like figure it out. The game must be on a really sped up time cycle. I'm imagining. Cause like, I yeah, feel yeah, like, yeah, because like when you die, sometimes it's already like daytime again, yeah. or tonight or something, which I'm fine with because the game yeah. is so gorgeous that like, I love seeing like the different angles of like the sun rising or setting or, you know, it's raining or, or, you know, thunder and lightning or whatever. It's like all that stuff is really cool. And there was a, I did, I did one like side, one of the bigger side missions last night and it ended in me like dueling this lady in like a field of like purple flowers. And it was like so fucking gorgeous. Like it was so like great to just like, be having this like crazy standoff battle and it's like there's fucking cherry blossom petals floating through the air and like the wind's going by and it's like everything's sh- it it's it's did just really to, like, cool. the, did you get to the yellow area yet where it's like all yellow leaves everywhere and i've been to so many different areas at this point where it's like yeah just like forests of yellow and like yeah, yeah. like it's just it's very it, it's almost like I, I would hate, like, I get why some people are excited to play it in the Kurosawa mode, the black and white mode. Yeah. Um, but, like, the game, the colors in the game pop so much that, like, I, I I wouldn't play it in that black and white mode unless I was playing the game a second time, I don't think. Yeah. Same. Like, or at least playing half the game some way and half the game the other way because it, the colors are so striking when you're, like, riding your horse through and it's just, I don't know, it, it, it's it's really good. You know what's so funny about this game is that, like, Assassin's Creed has fucking never, like, gotten their game to... I, I don't think Assassin's Creed's really ever been a good franchise. It's always been, like, this, like, sloggy, like, janky kind of fucking game that's, like, never feels right. The combat never feels good. It feels fun to climb some stuff sometimes. But I feel like this game, like, everyone was always like, I want a J- feudal Japanese Assassin's Creed. And, like, this game is basically what people have been asking for in an Assassin's Creed game. Like, it's like the same kind of stuff. You're, it's like an open world map. You're going to points. Um, it's just funny that, and now seeing Valhalla come out and they're just p- pretty much doing the same thing they did with the last two Assassin's Creed games. I'm just like, oh man, these guys could have capitalized off of something really good. Like the way that like Sucker Punch, like nailed like the feel of like, it's just fun to play. Whereas like, I feel like with Assassin's Creed games, those games can be tedious almost. And I feel like they're kind of very similar style games though, of open world. Yeah. It's just weird. Um, yeah. It's so good. I, I love the game though. I'm just excited to dive into it, but I've literally had no time and like now I'm on vacation and Amanda goes back to work. So I'm fucked. I'm never, I'm never going to be able to play this game. <laughs> you'll, you'll find time. I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. 
And I, I kind of was going into it with not low expectations, but I wasn't really excited for it. Like I, I wasn't, it, I, I almost thought it was going to be a game that did not hook me at all. And I was going to end up playing it for, you know, a couple hours and then never going back to it. Um, but it, 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 I think I'll at least see the story through. I'll at least play like the main, the main missions. Uh, and get through oh, that. Oh, see, I'm not even. I did. The, I, I'm not going to do a story mission for a while now. That's all I did today was just like I'm randomly roaming. Well, so I mean, my time in the game. I don't know. I've probably put at least seven hours. I want to say I'm somewhere probably between seven and ten hours at this point. But I, when I say that I'm gonna at the bare minimum finish the game that way, I have spent most of my time doing side missions already. Yeah, right. But I will, at the bare minimum, at least finish the game because I I'm I think I'm already that hooked. I like the progression. I think we I don't really think we talked about the progression on the podcast that much, but the progression is pretty good. Like you're not like, it's not like a level system. Like you're not like level twenty five, but you gain like experience, and then you get you know points to use towards unlocking new things for combat or new slots for uh like other types of uh like. You get. I think the first thing that it makes you unlock is some kunai throwing stars. Um, but then you have an option. Have you unlocked any other stuff, Todd? I have um, these sticky bombs. Oh, I see. Like it's so weird because every time I get a skill point, I take like fifteen minutes figuring out what the hell I'm going to use it on because there's so there's many so much. Things. Yeah, and, and that's what the I've thing. done so far. Oh no, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I've, it's weird. I've kind of been all over the place with it, but I've actually um, used, two, I've ranked up my stone form twice. And I don't know if you've like that, like ranked, because you can rank up the stone form, the, like there's the certain stances, moves that yeah. you can unlock and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, I, you know the move where you hold triangle and you do like the poke? Yes. I unlocked one where you hold it and then you poke a couple times now. So you're like almost guaranteed to like get like a, a pierce like almost every time. Yeah. And so then I unlocked I, another one after that where you break shields way quicker. Okay. So I, yeah, that's the thing is, and I kind of like it that it's, you know, there's some trees, there's some, the tree, there's a tree aspect to some of the stuff where it's like, you can't unlock, you know, things further down unless you unlock everything in, in succession. But there's so much open to you pretty early in the game that you can kind of choose like so many different areas you want to upgrade to the point where I don't know. I don't think it's overwhelming. There's just so much to open from the beginning there. It's like, yeah, like I want certain things right away. And then I'm like, but fuck, I want this too. And yeah. I'm just sitting there like, oh, what do I do? I, I basically went for the sticky bombs um, simply because I feel like the kunai come in very handy when you're being overwhelmed by people. I was like, yeah. I need something else in addition to that to do that. Yeah. But it was before I did so many side missions before I did the first main mission that you get the bow. Yeah. I feel like if I had the bow, I probably wouldn't have already gotten the sticky bombs. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, now I have a bunch of different tools. The the, the game is good. I, I'll, I'll say that. If I had to give it a score, I'm still very early. So, I, I mean, this opinion can change, you know, from now until when I finish the game. If I had to, like, give it some sort of number score now, I would, I would probably say this is, you know, around a, a seven and a half, eight for me. Just with the very little that I've played of what the game is. Yeah, I would say like a nine, nine point five for me. This is a game that I'm gonna remember definitely, just like yeah. Last of Us Two. Just like, see know. the thing from the thing that I'm gonna remember from it is I, I think the photo mode is so good. Like the, the yeah, pictures you can make are amazing. Into that too. It's like I haven't even I, I played around with it a little bit, but that's like a whole other thing. Yeah, the photo mode is is very well done. It has some cool filters and options you can do to make some really really uh great visuals. 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited to keep digging into that. I think it's I think it's a great game. I think I I kind of think that Sony should have. Oh, we talked about this last night. Made this a move. PS5 launch title. I kind of don't know why they, this they last put this too, game out. Man. We, we, this is what we were saying last night. They should have they should have taken both of those games. Um, it's great that they did it for the end of the console cycle. You know that's cool. But they could have come out fucking swinging. Oh my yeah. god! And that, like and it's so close to it too. Like I, the new release I, of this console. I get keeping Last of Us Two as a PS4 release because I feel like it had multiple release dates and kept getting pushed back. So I feel yeah. like people would probably be pissed off if they did that. Yeah. But like ghost is a good enough game where you know it doesn't i i feel like if if they saved it I and mean, it's double-edged sword you save it you know ps5 has a a smaller uh you know install base so you know if everyone doesn't buy it you know the game might not do that well um so it, it is a gamble to do that obviously it's going to sell probably pretty well simply just because there's a you know 120 million ps4s out there um so, I mean, I get that reason where there's way more people that can potentially buy the game on a PS4. Um, but I think that PlayStation 5, from what we know so far, has a very, very weak launch of games, in my opinion. And I think if they put this as a launch title, it could have been a very, very strong case to to make a PS5 a day one purchase. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but in addition to Ghost, we also got Paper Mario the Origami King this week. Um, I think there was a lot of disgruntled people going into this game that when, when Nintendo did a little bit of a deep dive on the combat and revealed that, uh, you know, there was, there was the spinning like puzzle part gimmick to the, to the combat and the fact that you don't gain levels and experience points. I think a lot of people got really agitated with the game, which I can understand just because of the the interesting history of paper Mario games and you know what some of these games try to do each time. Um, but playing this game, I fucking love it. Like this game's amazing. <laughs> right. I, I don't know where your initial, how far are you Todd? Cause I'm pretty uh, sure. I, you're probably farther than me at this point. I, I think, fuck, I'm so behind on everything. I haven't even done anything for animal crossing. Uh, I am, where am I? I don't want to say anything without spoiling it, but I'm like, I just came up from underground when you're under the princess okay. castle. Yeah, so I'm I'm further than you because I I've beat the first uh like. I'm assuming I'm close to the first boss. Uh, you got a little bit to go actually. Um, but I I beat the first. I I, I don't know if the game separates it by chapters. We'll just call it, I beat the first chapter. Um, I beat the first main boss and the the combat definitely like. Here's the, my like overall opinion on the game so far is it's really unfortunate that some people expect a certain battle system and will never Listen. be pleased with. Well, here's the thing. So those people no, 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 no. will never be pleased with this battle system, which is unfortunate because everything else in this game is so good that if it was a more traditional Paper Mario turn based battle system and more people were happy about the game or it would have given the game a chance like i could see this being the best installment in the franchise because i think it's very good I, and i like again like i i i love jrpgs i like progression i like experience points i, I think you know that's see this is a game i don't care about progression or experience points in though because like it's a fucking mario game and and the thousand year door was like 
2003, 2004. I don't know. But like, like it's been a long time. And like, they clearly haven't been fucking trying to cater to that. They've basically tried to make it their own thing over all these installments after that game where like, it's never been the same as that. And people are still like holding on to this thing. It's like clearly what they don't, it's, they don't want to make the game that these people want, which I just think is funny because yeah. I do. The, there's enough like JRPGs out there. There's enough RPGs out there that like, I don't even finish or can't even get, have time to play. I welcome a game like this where I can get like maybe a 10 to 15 hour game. You know, it's nothing crazy. It's not fucking like, Oh, I think I this game to... is. I actually don't know how long this game is, but I I want to say this game just from based on how much I played this weekend and getting to the first boss, I'm gonna imagine this game is at least like 25, 30 hours. I hope so. Every game, every I don't want every RPG I play that has to be like this game that I have to fucking like a, like everyone says Dragon Quest. I've never played it. You ha- you spend a lot of time just fucking fighting and ranking up. Same about the path. Like you're like. Mm-hmm. Those games are great to me, but like at the same time, I'm, I'm always open to something different. And this is yeah. exactly what it is. And I think is. that's a big reason with, I, I think that's a big, I think that's one of the big things they're trying to do with the franchise is make it so that you don't have to grind to get through it. Cause again, it's, I mean, at its core, it's Mario. So like, yeah, they, it's a, it's Mario. They want as many people to play it as possible. Um, but I don't think that they skimp on the game anywhere. Like, I think this game is really good. I would encourage someone who is maybe off put by what the battle system is to at least give it a, like, give it a fair shot for what it is. Like, go into it knowing what the game is and what the game is trying to do. And don't be mad at it for not being another game. Like, judge it by the game that it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like that, it. like, um, but like I said, I, I, I don't think that I like, I don't care that the battle system is something different. I think I probably would have preferred if it was a more traditional thing, but I still like the battle system a lot. I think the battle system does a lot of really interesting things and it makes you think in a different way because it's about like every battle is, is like solving a, 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 a quick puzzle that you are timed on. Um, but yeah, the 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 writing is fantastic. the The visuals are so good. Like both of these uh, games you know the that came out this, this week. Game is? Huh? You know what the best part about this game is, and it's so simplistic. It's just fucking throwing the confetti in the air. And like, it's like, so great. It's so good. Every time I do it, I'm like, yeah. Yes, it, it it really is. Like so so, Mike. There's a lot of parts of the world that are, uh, I, I guess, Mike. How much do you know about Paper Mario? Anything? Nope. So, so like basically, Paper Mario, like everything in the game is made out of paper, cardboard. Like it's it's papercraft. Everything is made that way. So, like every part of the world is that way. The writing is always pretty clever in a bunch of different ways, but they they do from time to time like break the fourth wall and like comment or make jokes about things are paper. Um. So in this game, Mario is paper because it's Paper Mario, but it's everything's been turned into origami and the villain is like turning everyone into origami and like trying to take over. Um, so a lot of the world is like kind of broken and like ripped apart. So one of the the mechanics is you collect like broken pieces of paper, basically confetti, and you can throw it to like rebuild the world. And it's just like, it's stupid, but it's like very satisfying because it's so pretty. It's like so cinematic. 
Mm-hmm. Or, or not cinematic, but it's like it's so ridiculous. He's just like throwing a bunch of paper everywhere and it's like colorful and all over the place. Um, are you like hunting the toads, Todd? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it gets any less later in the game. I don't think it's going to, but there are so many fucking toads like everywhere. They really uh, are. It's crazy. And I, I, I'm, it kind of got me thinking like, is this Nintendo, is this like one of Nintendo's like current new ph- philosophies where it's like, okay, Breath of the Wild, there was a zillion shrines and a zillion Deku nuts so that you always felt like you were discovering something. Mario Odyssey has a bajillion fucking stars. So you always feel like you're getting something and getting like getting rewarded. And now Paper Mario, like there's a million toads. So you always feel like you're unlocking something like getting something. I wonder if that's like one of their current like game philosophies. Where it's like it's like constant like like reward feedback for the player. I'd I'd have to look and see if other games that they're putting out are doing that, too. Yeah, that stuff doesn't like I mean, I, I like that it's there, but it doesn't make or break anything for me. Well, so the best part of it for me is well, so there's a game. There's a gameplay part of getting them that benefits you because it, it'll become more yeah, it become more apparent as you play longer. But the more toads you gather, they're in the crowd when you're fighting, and you can like call on them to aid you. So like the more you get, the better the you can have you for assistance there. Um, but the the best part for me is because the writing is always so good in Paper Mario games, and this game is no different. Um, like every toad when you find them has like like a really clever or like witty thing that they say when they come out and I'm like I'm going to find all these motherfuckers just because <laughs> I want to like read every bit of dialogue in this game. Um the other thing that the game does really good and I don't remember if if other games or recent games in this in the series have done this but like each part of the game world, you know, there's so there's all the the things you can fill in with confetti. There's all the toads you can find. There's hidden treasures and there's like hidden coin blocks. So all these things, each area has like a fixed amount, obviously, but the game tracks that. So you can like you can like open the menu and be like, oh, I'm missing toads in this place and like look for toads. I I like that. It's like giving you a very clear picture of like what you still need to find if you're trying to like 100 percent everything or like look for more stuff. Um, Because it's made it's definitely made me like already start scouring back like, oh, I'm missing a toad somewhere. Let me go find this motherfucker. Um. But you haven't gotten to the boss fights yet. So the boss fights are like reversed, where you're not in the middle rotating the rings; you're on the outside rotating them. Okay. And you basically, what's that? That's oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. So the boss fight battles are like a completely different type of puzzle you have to figure out, where it's basically you're rotating the rings from the outside of it, and each ring has like arrows that and like other items and stuff, and you have to like basically build a path to the boss each time it, yeah. it's it's really fun it, it's like a, it's a good like this is the thing i i like turn-based combat or turn-based jrpg traditional combat but i also like this a lot because it's like it's a refreshing take it's an interesting take it, it feels like it works well it it definitely like stimulates that like you know euphoric moment from solving a puzzle because you're constantly doing it um so yeah I, i'm enjoying it i think it's great i i I'm like I I played it almost all of my day today because I'm like in love with this game right now. Um, I've screenshotted a bunch of like screens of dialogue because some of the things that have been said already are great. And the first boss you fight has a few things that he says that I'm just like, 
like literally making me laugh. Like this game is is so well written. Um, us talking about either of these games, Mike, making you interested in either of them or no? Nope. I think you, you would you at would least like enjoy, Ghost. I think I, I I don't know if you would like the game. I think he would enjoy the visuals of the combat. No, it's the same game as um, Control, Mike. You should part, oh, just get it. It's like legit same same exact thing. Oh, wow. If you put it that way, then I'll just play Control since I bought that DLC and forgot about it. Yeah, I played a little bit of it. It was kind of whatever. I'll get back to it eventually. Maybe the game's just not that did good. You, did you pick a power? I forget if we had yeah, this conversation. I, right. did. Uh, I don't think we did, but I did pick. Which I one did you I go with? The stupid one. The one that you like, like move the walls out and everything. I picked that one, too. Yeah. Control. All right. I'll finish that at some point. They took too long to get Xbox a DLC, so they kind of lost me a little bit. It's a, such such silly thing. I hate stuff like that. It's it's so negative for consumers. I understand the business side of why that yeah, type of stuff no, happens, it, but, but it's, it's so it's, bad for consumers. When I found uh, that out, I was like so pissed. That was like when it, initially I'm like, oh cool, the DLC's out. And they're like, oh no, PS only. I'm like, I, I you think guys. I think the one that that made me the angriest. Which, you know, angriest really didn't affect me that much. But I hated that there was, like, weapons and quests that were locked to PlayStation on Destiny. It was so stupid. Because there was was already so little there for, like, strikes and, like, additional stuff. And PlayStation just had more. It was, was, I don't know. That was, like, a confusing one. Especially because one of the things that I think people complained about with Destiny 1 and 2 was the lack of, like, post-game stuff. Yeah. PlayStation version had more. Um, anyways, the last thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap things up is next Thursday. So before you know, before we record the next episode, most likely uh, is the Xbox Game Showcase on Thursday, July twenty third, uh, noon Eastern and nine a.m. Pacific. This is probably, I guess, besides the next Nintendo Direct, whenever that's going to be, this is probably the biggest or most important game showcase for the rest of the year just because we kind of know where playstation 5 is at or where sony's at with playstation 5 um we obviously don't really know much of what nintendo's planning to do for the rest of the year but for microsoft we don't really know what their plan is outside of halo infinite supposed to be a launch title so this uh showcase is supposed to be next thursday or is going to be next thursday and it's going to be focusing on all of their first party games so between any games that Microsoft is making or any of their 14 studios that they've acquired or I'm assuming anything that they're publishing under the game uh, the Xbox game studios uh, branding so uh, the only things that we know about it so far are that it's going to be about an hour long they're not going to talk about like it's basically only going to be about games they're not going to talk about you know Series X in any way other than you know this game has smart delivery. Like they're not going to go into any uh, new or additional details about the series X. They're just going to be showing games for an hour. So an hour is a long time to fill. And the only thing we know about being there is halo infinite. And I do think that that will end up being, you know, a decent minute. Yeah. It'll be a decent chunk of time, especially because they said that, uh, they're going to be showing halo infinite gameplay, specifically campaign gameplay. So, I would imagine that they're either going to open or close with Halo, and it's going to be probably like 20 minutes at least. Um, so I'm excited for that. I, I'm I'm really curious to see what this new future for Halo looks like. Um, that's like the thing I'm most excited about from them. 
there I'm sure there'll be other things here that I'm going to be excited about, but for sure I'm just like very hungry to see what else Halo ha- what or what they're going to do with Halo. But we got an hour long showcase to fill. What what do we think we're going to see in this, you know, or I guess what do you think we're going to see and what do you hope we see? Uh I have, I have a low bar with this, so I don't really I'm not Really like, a low bar? It's Microsoft yeah, I, like needs to make the case here. This is this is the oh, time. This I, is I like know that, this is like, them making the case for series. PlayStation's X. been hitting me over the head with so many good games recently that it's like I don't I just don't think that yeah, but anything did, but, that but, Xbox but, launches but, is gonna overcome these games. Wowed with PlayStation's uh uh PS five event? Because I wasn't. No, not at all. Yeah, like yeah. I, I thought that was a pretty poor game show. I feel like I'm gonna feel the same way as that probably after this. I, and, and like, don't get me wrong, I'm like, yeah, cool, Halo's a launch title, but it, I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what well, they what do el- with it. Well, what else would make you feel a different way? Like the, if the, the if things they were that working we on about, a new IP that like they're definitely working it, on new IPs. Is that, but but that's on like the level of like games we've been getting from Sony recently, like yeah, something I mean, that's so, just like. So here are the studios that 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 can show up here because Microsoft owns them. Three four three, they're doing Halo, so that's obviously what they're doing. Uh, World's Edge, they do uh, Age of Empires. I don't know if we'll get an Age of Empires game on console, so I don't know about that. The Coalition, so maybe some more Gear stuff. Um, Compulsion Games, they're the studio that made We Happy Few. So I'm assuming that maybe they'll show up with a new IP or a We Happy Few sequel. Yeah, man. So everything you're telling me right now, I was not a fan of most of those developers' games that they put out. Like, Gears Five. I, Gears Five. No, Gears Five, I love, but like at this point, like I just want the end to the story. But I'm not clamoring for another Gears. Like I don't, I don't, I, I'll get the end of the story when I get it. And I'm curious how they're going to handle it because something happens in that story. Yeah. But like, but you um, loved yeah, Gears Five. I, yeah. So like, I a loved Ge- it. like a Gear Six teaser wouldn't wouldn't get you excited. No, probably not. Because I just played Gears Five recently. I feel like it's too soon to pump out another one. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know when the other one came yeah. out. Yeah. Like yeah. What about um, a different game in the Gears universe? Yeah. Well, actually, you know, we're, we'll probably get something on that Gears Tactics game. Yeah, I'm sure I'll come to like console uh, eventually. But then they also own Double Fine. So and and actually, that is another game we know is going to show up. Psychonauts Two is going to be shown off. Another game I don't care about. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I never played the first one, so but it does have fans. So I mean, yeah, you know, there will be people that are excited about that. But I also can see Microsoft letting that also release elsewhere. I don't know if it's already announced to be on PlayStation as well, but I can see yeah. them letting it be there because Microsoft likes money. Um, the Initiative, which is probably the studio that I am most excited to see what they're doing, because that's that's basically the Sony Santa Monica of Microsoft. It's like a studio they built. So I'm excited to see what they're working on. I think that's going to be one of the the showpieces here. They're going to probably tease at the bare minimum, if not fully reveal, whatever the initiative has been working on. Because as far as I understand, because I think they acquired them two years ago, and we still don't know what they're working on. So I would imagine we're going to find out next Thursday. If I see another fucking trailer for like a game that looked like that stupid dragon game with the emo kid and the headphones, like that, like everyone was so mad when they canceled that game. That game looked terrible to me. Oh, scale that? Yeah, like it's like if they just like, and Microsoft just like does not 
they haven't in a long time made like games that like make me say like damn i need to play that like, well sta- so like, i mean but that, that's the thing though like they have to attack different types of like gamers i mean there that was a platinum games game so like yeah there were people excited about it for that but also like that appeals to like the devil may cry crowd and like the the bayonetta crowd i personally nothing about scale down looked good to me but there were people yeah. that were really fucking excited about that game it do you remember like that game mike stereotypical, i don't remember that game like, i don't remember seeing it ever it was yeah, it, it was at at least i want to say two e3s where it was it's like it was like a it was like a it was made by Platinum, so it was like expect a Platinum type game, but like with dragons everywhere. Yeah. Not ringing any bells. It was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive, and then they canceled it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think also Platinum sometimes is hit or miss. So I mean, I didn't. I don't know if that game would have been I good. Agree. But there were yeah. people that were excited about it. Um, other studios they have In Exile, which they are, I think, most notably the Wasteland games. Um, which I don't really have any really anything with that obviously yeah. they own mojang i don't know if we'll get anything new for minecraft but i'm sure minecraft will still show up in some fashion maybe some minecraft dungeons dlc or something um ninja theory which at the bare minimum we know they're working on hellblade senua sacrifice 2 so that'll probably be shown off again um maybe a so new I'm trailer in the minority here and i played a good amount of hellblade the first one and uh it's a very like it's cool the idea of the story of the game Mm. But the, there's not much to the gameplay of that game. So I don't know why people are fucking losing their shit. Like, combat is like, you basically, like, mash, like, one button. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, you know, I don't like know. It's, people, it's not... people love the first game, and people are excited about the second one. So, um, but that's another game where maybe it won't launch everywhere, but they'll probably port that to other places eventually. Yeah. Uh, Obsidian, another big one that they have, which, uh, you know, most recently put out Outer, Outer Worlds. But I would imagine that whatever their next game is, is probably going to be Xbox only, Xbox PC only. Wait, I, thought, I could be wrong, but isn't their next game that one when you're like the shrunken kid? In the backyard? Uh, oh, that just came out too. That actually, actually, I think you're right. That might be an Obsidian game. Um, but I that think game. that was that was probably made with... I, I would imagine that they have uh some other stuff in the works and that wasn't like yeah. what they were focusing all their attention on yeah the game's called grounded i think grounded, it's only yeah. on xbox too so yeah maybe every obsidian game going forward is only going to be on xbox and pc um that comes out next uh no it comes, that comes out july 28th grounded yep oh, i thought it was already out you can pre-download um, it oh maybe that's when i started on game pass then um playground games which most notably do forza horizon um We'll obviously get some sort of Forza game here, either Horizon or or Motorsport, so those will both be there. That being said, Microsoft also owns Turn 10, who makes the Forza Motorsport series. Um, Undead Labs, which I think they're State of Decay. Yeah, man, they took a step yeah, back State, of, State decay. of Decay too for me personally. I mean, that's not, there's never really a game for me. I mean, but you, you kind of have to look at some of these games, you know, if you, if you want to try to, like, compare them to, like, Sony stuff, like, I don't know, like, Daisy, I feel, or not Daisy. What was the one? Days Gone. I feel like, I feel like there's like some similarities between the two. Yeah, but you know what the problem stuff. is? Is like with a lot of these Xbox games. A lot of these Xbox games are like, they're clunky. Like, like State of Decay is a very clunky game. Don't get me wrong, it's fun and it can be entertaining. Yeah, but it's clunky as hell. Like, yeah, but it's Days Gone is not. not no, this I think it, it ran pretty well. No, no, not at all. But it didn't. I didn't feel like 
oh come on this is how this game is working I mean, like listen, i was playing i was playing state of decay 2 the other day actually because i keep on hoping they add what they had in the first game where like in the first game you could just pick a character and it would drop you on the map and it's just like survive and it was yeah. fun as hell because it was like very low commitment this the second one doesn't have it but dude the second one i was playing the other day i was having a lot of hard times with it. like the lighting in the game is weird and then you go inside a house and the, the lighting's completely pitch black then all of a sudden it slowly starts to, it was weird and the, the fighting in that's like whatever yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, all these developers that they have, I'm sure they're going to come up with something good, but I'm not really won over by any of these developers that they fucking picked up. Yeah, I mean, they, they're all going to bring a specific, you know, piece to the puzzle here, though. And I'm, I'm going to say, like, I know you're saying, like, nine for Ghost of Tsushima, but, like, for me, I don't think Ghost of Tsushima has these perfect controls. I think there's definitely some jank and clunk in that game, and the game's still great, but, like, I wouldn't say it's polished. Like, like, the Last of Us 2 has really good controls. Ghosts of Tsushima does not have that same type of polish. But it's okay. But I still I don't think the controls are bad at all. Like I don't think they're yeah, I don't even yeah, I mean I there's some there's some jank in there for me. There's some there's some like the platforming in Ghost of Tsushima is not great. Oh like, yeah, no, that's the word. That's that's like the, the But the, I mean but there and, you go. And there's that has jank. to do with the, that has to do with like the stealth too, like the climbing walls and everything and shit like that is yeah just, eh. but that i mean again that's control that's where it comes down to so it's like you know there there's some blemishes there these aren't perfect games but no i just think the sword play is so good that i i just don't even care about the other stuff i try to avoid the other stuff as much as possible yeah, okay but that i mean that doesn't mean it doesn't exist and it's not there <laughs> um and then finally who i think is gonna end up having multiple things shown off here is rare uh i think rare is the place where they have a stable of things that they can showcase or hopefully can be utilizing and really kind of flesh out some spots on the Microsoft roster here. So hot take right here, hot take, all right? Best thing Rare's ever done is see a piece. I mean, there's people that will agree with you. Um, yeah. Uh, they did perfect dark too. Yes, so I that'd, mean that'd be number two for me probably. There, there are a bunch of things that are under rare. I mean, they have, uh, you know, Jet Force Gemini, Grab by the Ghoulies, Banjo Conquer, uh, Viva Pinata. I think was rare. Um, which that's another one where like I have no interest in Viva Pinata, but that game on the 360 has fans, and that that would be a game. What that, is it? Is it like an Animal Crossing type game? I just don't know what that game is. Like, I have no idea, Mike. Do you have any idea what Viva Pinata? All I know that that was like a big insult in the 360 days. Be like, oh, just go play Viva Pinata, kid. All right, you know, it's like. But that like game did really that. well, and there's fans that that love that game. Mike, do you have anything on on Viva Pinata? I know that it exists, and I think it was in Real Replay. It is definitely in Real Replay. Oh, it is. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rare has a lot of stuff at their disposal. I think that. If they don't, at the bare minimum, tease a new banjo game, that's a misstep. I think. I think oh, that. See, like, I don't care about banjo. I don't care about Todd. I don't want to fucking. Todd, it's not. But it's not just about you. Microsoft's not trying to build before. the Todd machine. They're I don't. But to, I don't. I also don't think that like a lot of people are clamoring. I, for I think you are. I think you are very incorrect because there are people that don't care about Ratchet and Clank, but Ratchet and Clank getting a new game on PS5. That appeals to specific people. So Banjo would do that same thing for Xbox. Yeah, but I, I don't think Ratchet and Clank did well when they did the PS3 one. 
I, I, I don't there's think that. A, but there's enough people that it appeals to it. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like, but that's they, the thing. They need to get past who appealing to people. They need to have a big fucking game, not a game that's going to win over like a certain section of people. They need like these big games, like PlayStation's been having, like that. Okay, even okay, people. Hold who, on. What does PlayStation Five have? Oh, I'm, I'm talking about like with PlayStation Four and Xbox. Oh, okay, but we're but we're but this showcase isn't about Xbox One. It's about Series X. So, what does PlayStation Five currently have? That's a big deal. I mean, not for me personally, but the Miles game is like a huge deal for a lot of people. But, but that's th- not that, for me. But that's you can completely like uh, going against what you just said. It's not a game no, for, for you. It's appealing to a specific audience. Unless they changed a lot of what was wrong with the first one for me. But you know they did. For me, but, but you know they, they did. No, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a rushed game. I, I it's, know it's gonna it's be gonna be Spider Man. But 1. people people think that fucking Spider Man was one of the greatest games of the last couple of generations. That's so true. It's like, it has its fans, which is fine. But like again, I think that they need to have a. I mean, Nintendo obviously owns that arena with Mario, among other things. PlayStation tries to make attempts at it with games like Ratchet and Clank. Xbox needs to be in that arena too, because that's a that's a that's a big selling point. And not I mean not for nothing. If if a new banjo game gets announced and it looks good for a lot of people, that's going to be a reason to buy that system. I'm telling you, for a lot of people, there are some people that think Banjo Kazooie is a better game than Super Mario 64. So a new banjo game gets announced and it looks good. People are going to buy that shit. People are going to buy an Xbox for that. I'm telling you. But, I mean, Perfect Dark would be another one. If they show a really cool take on Perfect Dark, a reboot of the franchise, that's another, you know, that that could be a sleeper first-person shooter in Microsoft's book with, you know, potentially Halo Infinite being another amazing... I want new, I want new IPs from Xbox. They're, they're definitely working any, on new stuff. I don't stuff. want, like, I, any I think, of this stuff from Rare. I don't want, like sequels to these games i want i want them to come out with like some crazy crazy stuff that may necessarily not launch but down the line is coming out like in like 2021 2022 and you know yeah the coalition is going to be what you're looking for the coalition is going to be what is your interest you need to hope that whatever the coalition is working on is a todd game because that will be their it's gonna be like fable fucking whatever you know a new so fable, fable a new fable game has been rumored to be shown off here it probably will get shown off here but supposedly playground games is the one that's supposed to be working on it which is interesting since they're the forza horizon devs Weird. so i don't know how that's gonna work but a lot of people i i think this is how microsoft nails this halo infinite looks really good they show off at least one new ip that looks really good they show a new banjo game. They show a new Fable game. They show a new Forza game. And I think that five right there, that is a strong case for Microsoft. If that's it, all they show, for me personally, I would say that I'm more that's not gonna be, PlayStation. That's not going to be all they show. I'm just no, saying that's five big reveals. Because the only thing there is Halo that we know of. Fable getting announced would be a big deal. A lot of people would be excited. Banjo getting announced, big deal. A lot of people would be excited. A new IP, if it looks good, people like you who want a new IP are going to get excited. Um, obviously, Forza always does well. So seeing a new Forza game, you know, that's just a that's just like a check in the box, basically. Uh, other games that and we don't have to pay for any of these games. 
I'm, I'm that that's the whole other thing. Microsoft is a different animal when it comes to this because like, especially what they just announced too, which I I think it's kind of weird that they announced this on Twitter or you know not during this thing. They announced this week that xCloud when it launches in the fall or whenever it launches is going to be included with Game Pass and Xbox Live, which is insanity. Like that means you get, you know, Xbox Live. Sure, you get Xbox Live. You get Game Pass, which gives you access to all of their first-party games plus more. And then you get XCloud, which allows you to play all of your games on any other screen with an Xbox controller. So, I mean, PlayStation is not doing that. You know what I mean? Nintendo is not doing that. That's a that's a big big win. And Stadia is fucking trash. So, I mean. If Microsoft knocks this out of the park, if xCloud works, and you're playing these games wherever you want, whenever you want, that's a game changer for them. That's a big deal. It's, it's um, great for a lot of people, but for me, like, what would I play it on? You know what I'm saying? Like, You can play it on your laptop. You can play it on your, I mean, it's not for everyone, but I mean, for no, I a lot of people, that's a big deal. And I really do think at some point, xCloud will be on Switch. I fucking, I've said it before. I'll say it again. At some point, xCloud will be on Switch. There will be an xCloud app on Switch. I'm telling you. It makes perfect sense for both Nintendo and Microsoft. And I would not be surprised if Nintendo eventually partners with Microsoft in some sort of way, at least maybe in the United States, to utilize xCloud to maybe port other third-party games that wouldn't be able to run on Switch without the help of streaming it elsewhere because they've done it in japan uh resident evil 7 and assassin's creed odyssey i believe are both on switch in japan oh, weird. um but they're streaming games so you have to be connected to the internet um but that's another conversation uh so other things that halo i mean that microsoft can drop or things that you know we don't know anything about if they ever want to re- revive them conquer which again you know that's a, s- a smaller audience but there'll be people that are excited about that Mech Warrior. Uh, we already said Viva Pinata. I think that Killer Instinct will probably get a new game on Series X. Um, Blinks the Cat could always come back. I doubt that one, but that could happen. Uh, Fusion Frenzy, which if they want to go after that party game, mini game crowd, they could they could bring that back. And I think there would be. Are you just trying to play. sell me to buy a PS5 at this point? I mean, I, I don't know what games PS5 has shown you that you are excited to buy at day one. I just know, like, the, we, we have, like, the thing with PS5 is... You don't no, know. No, no. You don't know we what have, Naughty Dog's next game is. You don't we know. We know that we're getting God of War 2. We know, like, you know what I'm saying? But like, is that enough that to make gonna... you buy the system? Oh, my God, yeah. You're going to fight Thor. Are you kidding me? That's going to okay. be fucking incredible. All right. Anyways, sure. That, that's one game. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn 2 is, is announced. See, like, you, I don't care about... Yeah, get maybe if the they tweak it, though. Maybe if they fix it but that's not a, but they have so many studios that like that like we know like whatever naughty dog works on we know that it's probably going to be fucking good there's there's very few misfires the only misfire they had in like for playstation 4 was what like the order and like and days gone maybe those are like the two misfires that they had i mean as far as they're like they're exclusive games i don't I'm, i mean I'm, I, there's plenty more wait nope neck two baby <laughs> i don't know I, this is this is this is a conversation about what Microsoft can show. Obviously, they're going to show things we don't know about and and new IPs. There will be new IPs here. Uh, I'm just saying these are other games that 
are under their umbrella that they could bring back. I'm the other sad thing, that they, how they mishandled the, the, not so much with like their business and Game Pass and anything else, but like I'm mad how they handled Xbox One with like exclusives. They just they never had anything to go against the crowd that's buying PlayStation to make them come over and buy Xbox. It's I, just crazy to me. Is I mean, there like one a, game you can think of? This from is Xbox. A, this is a weird conversation because we've had this multiple times both on and off the air. The numbers paint a different story about PlayStation exclusives. Oh yeah, no, I know, I get that. So like still. a majority of the PlayStation audience isn't buying the exclusives. So it's not about the exclusives. It's not. I mean, when an exclusive title pretty, says 10, I feel 10 like million, every time like, like when a Spider-Man game comes out, I'm sure they sell a lot more consoles when that came out. When like, Sure, I'm sure they sell some more consoles, but I mean, again, you're telling me that uh, PlayStation 4, there's a, you know, there's 120 million PlayStation 4s, but, you know, The Last of Us 2 has sold, well, that's a bad example because it's newer, but I don't know, God of War has sold somewhere probably around 10 or 15 million. That's 10% 10 of the player base, of of the console install base. That's a lot of copies. That's a success. That's great. But like anyone that comes to me and says, they buy a PlayStation for the exclusives. Maybe they do specifically, but the majority of the audience doesn't. That's a it's a weird it's it's a weird argument. It's a weird like way to view anything. Because if anything, the only consoles that that really rings true for on a on an alarmingly apparent numbers level is Nintendo, because the attach rate and the install base of that system compared to its first party games or exclusive games and how much those sell is a way higher percentage. But way I, high. I agree with you. I get that. But at the same time, like Switch and Wii U didn't get any fucking third party games. They got like barely like, no yes, one wanted I, to make games for those things. Yeah, but this is a we're getting into a different conversation. That's not what's supposed to be about. Mike, you see this, Mike? You see this? <laughs> this is what happens. End of the end of the episode and he's trying to talk about PlayStation exclusives and stuff. Um so, so, so what you're telling me is you don't care about anything that Microsoft is going to show Thursday unless it's a new IP that looks good to you. Yes, because they have not shown me anything exciting. But you're over still like going to buy an Xbox Series X day one. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I'm more almost leaning towards fucking a PlayStation 5 day one. For what? For what game? I'll probably go back. I want to see how For good. I'll, probably, I'll replay Ghosts and fucking Last of Us on the 4K and fucking, you know, like, I don't know. I, I, that sounds like, like a horrible investment <laughs> for a day one purchase to play a game that you already own. I mean, I, I, I just don't think there's going to be anything good to play on either of them, minus like Halo, but who knows how Halo is going to be. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sitting here saying Halo is going to be a slam dunk, but I have high hopes and i have faith in 343 and i think that they're trying i I think without saying it i think microsoft is trying to soft reboot halo with this game like they're trying to basically that's what i'm assuming they're doing take the things that people miss from the older games reintroduce them maybe get rid of some stuff that was introduced in more current games to get to this fine point of there's some new stuff some innovation but here's some stuff that you love and like and here's where we're at. So uh, you want to get me excited about Halo? Bring back the flood. That's what's gonna get you excited. You're yeah. so weird. That was my favorite part of the first game. Like every time you what? were like overwhelmed by the flood. I hated fighting the flood. That was like the worst oh, part of the it. game for me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I that that that's where I stand. Mike, what what for you is gonna get you excited on Thursday? 
I have no idea. <laughs> There's nothing they can do that would get you excited? Not that I could think of. Of all the things we just mentioned, like a new banjo, none of that stuff would get, get you excited? Played a new banjo. I didn't play any of the old banjos, so that means <laughs> nothing to me. You play you play with banjo and banjo and smash. Uh, yeah, when I play random. <laughs> what what type of game would make you excited, Mike? Who knows? Who uh, knows? A Persona game crossed with Control. A new Alan Wake. Does Microsoft own Alan Wake? Uh, uh, no, that's Remedy, no. right? Yes. Does Remedy own it, though, or does Microsoft own the character? Judging by Remedy, man, they'll probably fucking make it fucking the first six PlayStation months to PlayStation. And... Yeah. Because, yeah. like, uh, Remedy, Microsoft, Remedy used to be part of Microsoft, I believe. I could be wrong. I don't, I, like, I'm pretty sure, but, because Alan Wake was a, a Microsoft game only. So, a quick Google search. Alan Wake and its spinoff, American Nightmare, were both published by Microsoft on the 360 but self-published by Remedy on PC. <clears throat> the developer now owns the rights. Okay, so they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but th- but that's a, I mean, that's a situation where, you know, whatever Remedy's next game is, whoever is going to kick them some money, which clearly Sony kicked them some money, which is why the DLC came out on Sony first. Uh, whoever's going to kick them money is going to get something different or better. Um but I don't think we're going to see many of those or any of those type of situations in this specific thing because it's going to be about Microsoft Game Studios or Xbox Game Studios. Imagine if Xbox, like, the first thing they show is, like, Rise, Son of Rome, Part 2. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm calling it how it is. For my, for my opinion, for my gaming taste, for what console launches typically are, Halo launching with Microsoft, I mean, with Xbox Series X is a big deal. I hope this game is a fucking blockbuster. I hope it is a really good, you know, return to form with innovating, you know, the benchmark for the fucking series. I mean, I've said it before. I think it needs to not only be the benchmark for the franchise, I think it needs to make a case that this is a first-person shooter that everyone needs to play. Like, this is the first-person shooter. It needs to be the first-person shooter of 2020 and beyond. Like, it needs to be that. Um, Like, it needs to get people who play Call of Duty, people who play Apex, people who play, you know, Warzone, whatever. It needs to get those people's attention. Their eyes need to look at this game and go, fuck, I need to buy an Xbox. Like, that's what they need to do. I bet there's going to be a battle royale attached to it. So, I wouldn't be mad if they did, but they already came out like a year or two ago and said they never will. So, um, but I will say Halo five has a really cool mode that I like overlooked until I started replaying Halo five again. Um, I think it's called Warzone actually, but it's really fucking fun. It's not a battle Royale, but it's like a big, like they also have big team battle, which is like, I don't know, 16 versus 16 or whatever it is. Um, but this is like bigger teams, but there's also like, aliens and npcs that, that are attacking and fighting it's a really cool mode i actually like am so confused as to why we never played it because i'm loving it it's basically horde mode but also fighting people too it's it's really yeah. good um i don't know i i think i think halo needs to be a showstopper i think it needs to be when this showcase ends on thursday everyone is like halo is breaking the internet like that's what they need halo to do but i do think they need to have a couple other things the the, the one like 
dark horse, the one wild card I'm going to throw in there, which I could see them doing potentially. I just don't know who would develop it. Um, is I wonder if they would make a sports game again, like a sports simulation game. Um, because you know, play, PlayStation has the show, which is coming to other platforms in the next few years. Do you think that because Microsoft used to have their own titles? They had NFL Fever. They had, uh, I think they had a yeah, baseball that's game. Stuff too. I would even care about. Oh, you know what they do have coming out? I don't, this might only be PC though. Is the uh, the the flying thing they oh, have? Oh, flight simulator. Out? Flight simulator. Dude, I, I actually really want to play that. <laughs> Wait, that's not coming to Xbox. I'm pretty sure it's coming to Xbox. I don't know if it is right away. I think it's coming to Game Pass PC to start, but um. I don't, it's if you get the physical copy of that, um, you can get like the is, 23 10 discs, 10 discs yeah, for the physical content <laughs> because that's uh, it's on CD, so like it's not it, that's really just for uh for show there. But I, Microsoft, I want to like Microsoft Flight Simulator available August 18th with Game Pass for PC, but let me see if it's also. I mean, I feel like that's a missed opportunity if they don't also maybe just it'll make... launch. Maybe it'll launch with the new Xbox. Maybe I could see X them doing that. I could see it being yeah. a, a Series X launch title. But at the same time, like the way that Microsoft is going about it, because Phil Spencer's already come out and said something, which I think is the right conversation to be having, is, you know, and he's just being honest. And again, like certain people, and especially like people that are still like rabid fanboys who want to pit people against each other and want to like console wars still exist which they don't um you're stupid if you you subscribe to that mentality in in fucking 2020 um but he makes good points where uh like generational game exclusivity is is like limiting and bad for consumers it's like you know, he said, you're probably not going to see games that are Series X only for a little while. And, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. With COVID you know I mean? and everything else, it's going to probably be even longer now, too. Yeah. But, I, I, I mean, think about this. You know, you, you a game comes out, and it's also on PC. You're not like, you don't got to go buy the new PC to play it. Maybe you have to upgrade some stuff eventually to, you know, get a better graphics card or something. But, like, you don't get that same type of, like, block out on you know pc and at this point you know at least on the sony and microsoft side of things these things are basically gaming pcs am i wrong mike i mean i guess um, you can't upgrade them or anything but yeah you can't sure. upgrade them but i mean i don't th there's not necessarily at least and the other part of it is this with the with the way that technology is like you know i don't think that the Series X and PS5 are going to look like marketedly better graphically, at least not for a long time. They're going to run better because they have faster processing power and, you know, teraflops and every, every other buzzword you want to use. So, like, the, the performance is better and the developers are able to pull more out of those machines. But I think that as time goes on, you're going to see less and less, like, graphical leaps that are going to be like oh you need to buy this new system because look at what it can do like I, I don't think we're really ever going to get into these big generational leaps really ever again I don't know what I don't know what the next thing could be that would make that like it would have to be immersion like I think that VR or immersion would be the thing that would be a real like huge leap at this point 
because I mean we're we're at that point where like photorealism graphics when done you know really well. I mean, how much better can they get? You know how Xbox would win this for me? Come out with exclusive rights to uh, Max Payne Three Remake. Uh, I don't know they why Rockstar to. would do that. So no, they never would. <laughs> Rockstar owns Max Payne, the yeah. the IP, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know why they would do that. Um. But yeah, I, I, I'm excited. I can't wait. Thursday. I think Thursday is going to be great. It, it's 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 basically Microsoft's opportunity to put a really good case out there for why you should be buying an Xbox Series X day one or tripped and fall down the fucking stairs. Right. Like a lot of I people. Don't think, I don't think they're going to trip and fall down the stairs, but I actually. Have no, I think they're going to have some meat here. I think there's going to be some stuff. I think they should not have done that first thing they did because I think that allowed a lot of people to to cherry pick that that conference and be like Microsoft has nothing look at these games like all the stuff where I think this is going to be the absolute opposite where Halo is going to hopefully look really fucking good and uh yeah I will say on the rare side of things I think I think we will not see a Sea of Thieves sequel I think we will just continue to see bigger updates to that game that game already runs great. Great, and imagine like that on the next fucking generation console. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with again, like that's the thing. It's, it's the it's the approach that that Bungie's taking with Destiny Two. They don't want to make a Destiny Three. They want to make more of this game for you know the next three four years. Um, because there's no point in making a sequel. You're just you're just taking that player base and and splitting it, creating a new one, and. I, I honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, you know, Halo Infinite is the only Halo game that comes out on Xbox Series X because, you know, they make this game and they make it good and they update it over time, the the the, the life cycle of the Xbox Series X, and they have a big player base. You know what I mean? Where it's like, I get why Call of Duty makes a new Call of Duty every year and it's usually the best-selling game of the year every year, but... I wonder if they would just make one game and update it and, you know, sell season passes and battle passes if that would not generate more money. Yeah, I don't know. Fucking 80 gig update every fucking week. I don't under, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I stopped updating it. I have no space on my Xbox for that shit. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I stand. Is any, am I the only one that's excited for this on Thursday? Am I the only one that, that cares? Uh, I mean globally no of course not like within clowns oh with us too i mean i don't want to speak for todd but i know i don't particularly care that much i mean i want to say i i'm like knee deep in a bunch of games that i'm really enjoying right now and i just fucking you know i know that console launches are usually not the greatest so i mean if they surprise me i'll be happy you know that's kind of how i'm taking it yeah i i don't think we're gonna get a lot of launch stuff i think we're gonna get a lot of launch window so stuff and a lot of 2021 stuff i don't think we're gonna get like here's 17 games coming out on fucking christmas like that's that's not what anyone's gonna do part of me wants them to, to start with gta 5 again or 6 or whatever the fuck if gta 5 just <laughs> we're I, getting it after playstation <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know yeah the, the last thing i want to say before we wrap things up is i it's Another rumor that I read, and they said, and the rumor that I read said that they were going to address it on Thursday, is Xbox Live is going away. Yeah. 
because they're not going to charge you to play games online anymore. Oh, I didn't see that. I saw that they're not selling Xbox Live Gold for like like the year subscription things anymore. Yeah. So basically, that. what it what it seems like is that they're basically going to get rid of Xbox Live and instead make make the subscriptions you pay for Game Pass and XCloud as one service, and Xbox Live is just going to be like part of that that but not be like it's not like you're paying for xbox live that's what i was reading that's why they got rid of the year subscription basically because i think they're going to phase it out interesting um which i mean that would just be another i think selling point for which one are you buying you know you're going to pay for psn and then if you want to have playstation now pay for that and have no other, you know, cloud streaming service, or you come over here, you don't have to pay to play online with your friends. If you do pay for the service, you get all of these games for free, you know, free air quotes, and you get the ability to stream them on other screens. I think that's a very compelling uh, subscription model. That is, yeah. uh, that is a selling point. I think that I think I think Microsoft is really trying to do everything they can to be like this is consumer forward this is consumer friendly we're doing this for the gamer we're doing this for you um i think it's, I think it's gonna put them in an interesting space next year or this holiday season and going forward but yeah that's all i got to say about that i'm excited for halo infinite i hope 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 it looks really good i watched the teaser that they showed i forget when it was when it's just like chief on the fucking ship I'm sure Mike doesn't know. Do you, do you, I don't do you, even know if I. I don't think I watched it. No. The teaser? Yeah. Oh, I mean, it doesn't show anything. It's just like it's just like some guy like talking to Chief, and it's just like he has like two lines of dialogue where it's like he opens the fucking hatch, and all of a sudden like the air's coming in, and he's like, "Take the fight to them," and he like jumps out or something. And I was like, "All right, I'm fucking hyped up for this shit right now." I it, I, it, I love Halo. Halo is so I, good. I haven't got hyped for a Halo game in a long time. So it's like I'd, I'd like to be hyped for one. I'm I'm very excited. They they would have to go out of their way to make me dis like to make me not excited about this game. I really 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 hope that they're they're uh gonna hit this one out of the park. I think they will. They this is important. Like this is make or break the future of of Microsoft as it is now. Like kind of stands on this showcase. I don't think there's ever been a good story in Halo, really. Minus Master Chief, there's no characters in, like, what's his name? What's the, the blue girl's name? Minus Cortana. M2, there's, like, yeah, there's, like, no characters that really stand out in any of these stories, you know? See, like it, it, this is to you. I mean, again, and I, I don't, like, dig deep into, like, the Halo lore, but there are people that, like, love the Halo yeah. universe. Like, it, they are deep into it. They read the books. They read the graphic novels. Like, there are people that fucking love that shit. And that's what a lot of people, again, were disappointed in Destiny 1 when you know bungie went off did their own thing did destiny and a lot of people felt like there was no story and no lore besides those fucking grimmery cards or whatever people were yeah. very disappointed oh, yeah. with the story of destiny um because people really liked the story of halo and i'm not i'm not really a big campaign first person shooter person i've played most of the campaigns of halo um but for me i just like halo i think it's a really good first person shooter i think the multiplayer is always for the most part phenomenal and I mean, now that we've been, I mean, I, I can't speak for you, but jumping back into Halo 5 the last few months, like, Halo 5 is fucking great. The multiplayer is yeah, fantastic. So. Um, so, 
that's pretty much all I like about Halo is multiplayer. I've never really been a fan. Which of is fun. I mean, th- that's the thing though. There are plenty of people that like when you look at like the Call of Duty players of the world, like you know, a lot of those people aren't really playing the campaign. You know what I mean? They're buying it for the multiplayer. So if if they put together a fantastic multiplayer experience for Halo, I think uh, I think we might might have something here. But the fact that they specifically said they're going to show gameplay of the campaign makes me think that they feel very confident that they have a very good story here. So we see. shall see. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Pass Control Podcast, episode two ten. As always, if you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, want to help support the show, you can do that by going to, uh, well, the the freest way to do that, the easiest way to do that is to share us on social media, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, and tell a friend about the show. If you do have a few bucks kicking around, you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash passthecontroller or going to passthecontroller.threadless.com and getting some sick, sick swag. If you want to keep the conversation going with us and game with us in our community, you can do that by joining our Discord um the easiest way to get to that is our pinned tweet on twitter you can go to at pass controller on twitter and you can join the discord that way uh you can find us on social media at pass controller you can find me at big you can find todd at toddy underscore by underscore nature and you can find mike at underscore mycopath and thank you again for listening to this week's episode episode 210 if you have to go outside wear a goddamn fucking mask <laughs>